Hey, it's America's Supermom. Thank you for joining me on my podcast. This series is the Corona Chronicles. I created this so that we would have an outlet of positivity in the midst of a lot of negativity. You know what I'm talking about. All the news, the fear around this virus, um, how it can affect us, um, what the new normal is looking like, and how so many things have changed that a lot of people feel like um, it is the end of the world, so to speak. So this podcast was created so that those of us who have hope, who are willing to move forward with this new normal and uh, innovate new things that will help us to be creative and positive, that is what this platform is for, for us to come together and share that positivity and that light with those who may need it. So if you're interested in sharing your insight, please reach out because we can never have enough positive news. So sit back and enjoy the show. I want to thank you guys for joining me today. I am really excited about my next guest, Lindy Eldridge. We actually met organically over Facebook, and I was blessed to have the opportunity to sit with her on a panel as we discussed the importance for mental wellness in a Facebook group that we're a part of. So um, she is just known as the happiness expert. So I'm really excited to dive into what happiness means to her, and I think it's just an appropriate topic during this time of um, this pandemic, and then we've got these racial tension that's going on just uh, in our world today with the current landscape. So I'm excited on pointers that she could give us in terms of living a more happy and fulfilled life. So at this time, I'm going to give the mic over to her so she can introduce herself before we dive into the interview. Oh, Lachelle, I appreciate you so much, especially in this time. You know, when, when you mm-hmm. collaborate with people that are joyful, happy, peaceful within themselves, it really mm-hmm. truly helps you live the true organic happier you. So I'm thrilled to be here. Yes, my name is Lindy Eldridge. I am your chief happiness officer of the Happiness Jungle. And I teach and I speak from stages all over the world in regards to the true philosophy of happiness and joy and how you can have it regardless of what's going on in the world. And I, how I live my life is, is what I share with others. And I live in the now moment. I can't, I can't predict tomorrow. I already know what happened yesterday. <laughs> and that, that is just crazy in what's going on today. So I, I keep myself channeled in the moment and what is in my control of what I can do on a positive note instead of being wrapped up in all this drama and everything that's going on in the world. So it gives me great pleasure to be able to be on your show, to speak to your audience and to help everybody understand, take a breath. I love that. And, you know, so you mentioned living in the now. This is the term that we're familiar with. Not very many people have that master because, you know, it's like it sounds good, but it's like how do I transform my thinking to live in the now? You know, what does that look like? What Walk us through that. Absolutely. Now, let I want everybody to realize that I am still a work in progress. I have been working on myself 
in regards to personal development for over 35 years. So I have mastered it. So don't be mm -hmm. so hard on yourself. What it means mm -hmm. to live in the now, it means to live in the present moment. It means to, if you have things that are going on in your life and you have no control over it, you've got people in your life, you have situations going on in your life. Look, the coronavirus has really eaten up a lot of our time, but if we can live in the now and live life on purpose, then we are able to not be as stressed out. And that is what I am, I'm, I'm so humble to say that I am a product of who I am. And the coronavirus was pretty hard and it still is very hard. And as we're watching the news and hopefully we're only turning on the news to catch up on what's going on, not to be tranquilized by the news for hours. You know, because a lot of people, they turn on the news and they don't turn it off. And the media is our worst enemy because they look for the doom and the gloom. All I want is give me an update of what's going on. Give me an update of what's going on with the coronavirus so I continuously know what I can do that's in my control to make sure that I am healthy, I'm doing the right things, to contribute into the world of what I can control, which is wearing a face mask, washing my hands, all of all of that, right? And now we have the protesting going on. The protesters, the peaceful protesters, I stand with you. I agree mm -hmm. with the most of what you are asking for, but some of it is, to me, it's not right. However, mm. however, I don't get caught up in it. I just want to make sure that I'm not in the arm's way of danger. Does that make sense? Mm. That makes sense. And, you know, and I, I'm glad you brought that up because you have people who they are of all races, be it Caucasian, African-Americans, who feel like, okay, um, I don't necessarily know about protesting because, you know, me being African-American, I haven't been out and protested. But my question is for people who are examining and saying, okay, they're trying to gauge what they can and can't mm -hmm. control. So how do you know? So it's like, you know, um, should I be out there protesting? You know, I mean, when they're going through the lens of what you can't and can't control, what does that look like for people? Because some people feel like, well, if people are out there doing it, do I have to go out and there the, and do it? Does that make sense, the question? It, it really does. Uh, it makes mm -hmm. great sense. And the answer is, do what makes you feel comfortable. You can be a silent mm -hmm. protester. It doesn't mean that you have mm -hmm. to go out there and, you know, disrupt social distancing. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean that you have to, you could be a voice within your voice. So mm. let me share, number one, I understand what racial profiling is. I've been a victim of it myself. My religion mm -hmm. is Judaism, but I don't practice it. I coexist in the world. However, okay. I have been a victim of racial profiling. I have been a victim mm -hmm. of social profiling, and it doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. So. With that in mind, I listen very carefully to what are the protesters asking for and why are they asking for it? So with George Floyd, mm -hmm. may he rest in peace. 
I did a video on my Facebook page going out to the protesters and letting them know that I hear your voice. I hear your voice. But we don't know the whole story. We do not. We only know what the media wants us to know and point us. Because there's a lot of things about George Floyd that we are going to find out about. I believe that this trial is going to be like the O.J. Simpson trial. <laughs> Do you okay. remember that trial? Yes, okay. I do. I don't know if you're yeah. as old as I am, but that trial went on for a very, very long time. And that's where mm -hmm. all the facts start coming out. But we have to mm -hmm. also take into accountability that lawyers are also actors. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there are many things that I am grateful that are being recognized now. I am grateful that we are now stepping into a world where our voices are heard. Martha Luther King Jr., I remember those days. And I was, mm -hmm. so, you know, even at a young age, I knew that uh, being prejudiced was wrong. And I was brought up in a prejudiced home. Mm -hmm. But it is up mm. to us to be the change. You do not have to be where you came from. And that is right. very important. I remember being mm. in middle school, moving down to the South Florida area in 1972. And I was jumped in the bathroom by 21 black girls because I was from New York and I was Jewish. And they kicked the living bejeebies out of me. I wasn't angry at them. I was angry at the situation because they didn't give me a chance to get to know who I was until I had to stand up for myself, mm -hmm. which is what the protesters are doing. Mm -hmm. We're standing up for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Once I was able to stand up for myself, I gained respect. And then somehow or another, um, the unity was starting to form in my circle because that's where I chose to stand. I don't want to be a noisemaker. Mm -hmm. I want to be a solution. Mm -hmm. So in this world, we have to figure out where is it that you want to be that is going to give you the peace and the joy within yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't be a follower. Be yourself. And don't be afraid mm -hmm. to speak your voice as long as you're speaking it with compassion and kindness and empathy and understanding that the world, the whole world is not going to change. I wish it was, right. I wish it would, but there's a lot of things, a lot. I have never seen the world in such turmoil. But I yeah. choose to go ahead and surround myself around people that want to have a pleasant moment versus living in the drama. Right. Yeah. That's so true. Now, so so you brought up the whole thing of living in a prejudiced home. And so I think this is key because um, you were not like the home you lived in. And that is a hard thing to do. So for people who are listening, and that's their reality. That's how they grew up. You know, and this could go black or white. That's another thing I want to say, because, you know, it can skew your perception, whether you are the victim or the oppressor, you know, whichever way you want to say it. So what advice or uh, strategies would you suggest to them to kind of 
break away from that mindset, you know, because that's the thing that some people are saying, you know what, I hear you, I'm aware, but I just don't know. You, you, you start now. You start with what feels right. I did not feel mm-hmm. right knowing that there was such a division. When I was growing up, I grew up in New York until I was 11, and then I moved to South Florida. And I remember, I remember coming to South Florida. I remember going, I live in Fort Lauderdale. I lived in Fort Lauderdale. And I remember driving down to Las Olas Boulevard. My parents wanted to really get to know the area of where we were. There was a sign, and I'll never Mm -hmm. forget it. There was a sign right before you entered Las Olas Boulevard. And it was big, and it was bold, and it said, no, N, you know, what we used to call Okay. Oh, yeah. No ends and uh-huh. no Jews past this point. I said to my parents, what does that mean? I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to understand it because it was wrong. And mm-hmm. you, me, and the world have to understand mm-hmm. that we do not have to be a product of how we were raised and the thought process of what was going on in our homes. I know that the world has changed a great deal. I know that there's equal opportunity for all of us. I also recognize a lot of us, whether it's a man, a woman, whether it's color, we will not, we don't get paid the way others do. However, in this world, in today's world, we get to write our paychecks. We get to stand up and represent us. I don't want anybody else representing me. Nobody could do a better job for you than you. So how are you going out into the world? Are you staying in the past of the victim-minded? Many of my ancestors, and I'm going from my grandmother. My mother was the firstborn American. My family was from Europe and they were in concentration camps. Should I live in that past? Should I be prejudiced against the Germans? Prejudiced against all that harmed? I don't think so because the people that were born in my era had nothing to do with it. So I look at people and unfortunately in this world, there are people that are still living in their ancestry world and carrying on as such. I avoid those people like the plague. I have no use for them in my life and I will walk away from danger because that's what it is. It's mental danger. Would you agree with that? You know, I agree with that. <laughs> Definitely. And I love that whole thing. I mean, I think this is really what people should bring up because, you know, I was on an interview the other day and Uh, I just want to remind people that the people that you're talking to now are not the ones who perpetuated a lot of these uh, mindsets back in the day, you know, so you have to be able to understand the audience that you're talking to, you know. So my thing is, you know, um, and you just answered it, you just avoid those that because Sometimes it's so deeply rooted 
that people just don't even realize they're doing it. And there's things that they say and ways that they act that you know that that's how they feel. And it's not even anything worth getting into a dialogue. They're not going to change. So stay away. We have out there. They're prejudiced. Mm -hmm. Everybody. (laughs) I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, I remember in 1980, I got married when I was 18 years old. And I remember my first Mm -hmm. former husband being transferred to Alabama, Montgomery, Alabama. Beautiful. Oh my God. It's, Mm -hmm. it's absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. The people there are delicious. However, Um, Mm -hmm. when I was meeting new people and I started working in a hospital, I was the supervisor in, in the, uh, dietary department where you're right. Assembly line, I Mm -hmm. had my staff and my staff were of color. And Mm -hmm. what I recognized is that Alabama was so backwards in time that slavery was so present. Mm The KKK was very present. And I remember mm-hmm. speaking with my friends who became my friends because we spoke to each other as we are equal. Right. If I cut my wrist and you cut your wrist, mm-hmm. what color is going to come out? Same color. Amen. So if same we color. shed our yeah. skin, we are still mm-hmm. the same and we are God's children. God didn't make junk. Mm-hmm. We created junk. Man created this this war, wow. not God. So when I would speak to my friends mm-hmm. and they would say, I don't know any different. I, I don't want to live here, but I have nowhere to go. And my answer is, but you do. Mm. It's a choice. It's scary. It's just like moving to a new town. It's just like getting a new job. Mm-hmm. It's just It's just like that. Speaking to you from experience, if I wasn't happy someplace, I moved because I knew that number one, I had to live somewhere. Number two, I would find opportunity. Number three, I would find new people that didn't know me. I didn't know them, and we could have a new beginning. So, for everybody that feels stuck where they are, it's your mental belief that that's true. You are going to have to pay rent. You're going to have to pay electric. You're going to have to do all of these things. Choose your zip code. Love that. Yeah, and that's what I had done, Mm. is that I I chose my zip code. And if I didn't fit in, Mm -hmm. I didn't belong, it didn't feel good to me, I said, it's up to me to change. And knowing Mm -hmm. that no matter where I go, I'm going to have to pay rent. Mm -hmm. Why can't I pick my my new zip code and start fresh? Mm -hmm. Love that. Great advice. And, you know, so for people who feel like, you know, well, my family, what are they going to say? You know, you have these uh, social um, pressures, you know, when it comes to, you know, and I just, told some of my uh, Caucasian friends, it's like, you know what, your thing might be just to have a dialogue about it. You know, how many times do we just go to our corners and talk amongst our own color instead of talking to each other? So sometimes just having a conversation. But for people who feel like, you know, well, what is my family going to say if I am doing this? If you're doing good for the better best, 
then don't listen to the noise. Mm -hmm. Your family could be Mm -hmm. your enemies as well. They could hold you back because they love you so much that they don't want to see you fail. They also realize Mm -hmm. that they may not have the opportunities that you do. And because they want to protect you, that they don't want you to leave where in fact they should be blessing you. And you have to be strong enough to stand up and say, Mm. I know what's good for me. I love my family. That's what holidays are for. That's what transportation is for. Mm -hmm. You do not have to stay where you are because of anybody, whether they're family, whether they're friends, it doesn't have to be that way. I left my family, Mm. right? I left my family. And they were, well, my family was poison to me. My first book that came out in 2009 is called Tears of Fear Behind Closed Doors. I was brought up in a toxic home. I was badly abused. Mm -hmm. I got married at 18. I was very badly abused. And it was up to me to change. So when I was married for six years, I had my daughter, who's now 35, who's blessed me with four beautiful granddaughters. Live life on purpose, right? And um, mm-hmm. but it came time when my mm-hmm. daughter was 15 months old that enough was enough, and I refused to bring my child up in a toxic environment. It was up to me to make that change. Why others mm-hmm. were saying, Lindy, you you shouldn't divorce him. You should work it out. Nobody lives behind your closed doors. Nobody knows what goes on behind your closed doors. Nobody knows how much you cry, how much you laugh. Nobody knows, only you. So I will never forget it as long as I live. It was in 1986. Are you familiar with who Les Brown is? Yes, I, I did a summit, oh, you know, and saw okay. him a couple weeks ago. Phen- he's he's yeah. an amazing gentleman. And I want to talk to you about manifestation in just a moment. 1986, my my daughter at that time was 15 months old. I was married. And my first husband was Mm -hmm. very accustomed coming home. And even though I worked, had dinner on the table, I was a good wife. I was a mature wife. I knew Mm -hmm. how I wanted to treat my husband. However, he did not treat Mm -hmm. me well. My daughter that morning went to the doctor. Well, I took her to the doctor. She didn't go on her own. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. I was like, 15 minutes, girl, you're walking me. And that was the morning that she had multiple shots. And we all know when our children have shots that they don't feel well for the rest of the day. At 15 months old, they pretty much don't want to be put right, down right. and they just want to be cradled and hugged by you. And that was my day. So I wasn't able to mm-hmm. cook dinner. I wasn't able to do the things that I normally did. And, my, and for some reason, back then, we didn't have mm-hmm. a lot of channels on our television. We had PBS, which was the public broadcasting right. station. And this was the first time I heard Les Brown. Mm-hmm. And I, it was five minutes before my former husband walked mm-hmm. in the door. And I turned on the television and here's this man that's speaking. And I was, I never heard personal development before. And and I swear to you, 
Lachelle, I felt as if he was speaking to me. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. And he said, you have greatness within you. Don't allow anybody to steal what's inside of you. Within moments, my former husband walked in, realized dinner wasn't ready. The house wasn't like it normally is. And he started ranting. For the first time, I did not hear him. I heard him like if he was Charlie Brown. Wah, 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 wah. Les Brown kept feeding me. (laughs) And I looked down at my baby in my arms. And I thought to myself very quickly, you are not volunteering to be in this. I am. And I'm going to change it. And I looked up at my former husband and I said, we are getting a divorce. And I didn't believe in divorces. And I said, nope, I'm not doing this anymore. I refuse to bring her up in this home. And of course, his comments, which is out of the mouth of all abusers, where are you going? What are you going to do? You can't survive without me. Who's going to want you? You're fat. You're ugly. You're this. You're that. And I looked at him. I said, I'm not leaving you for anybody. I'm leaving you for myself and for this baby. And the next day at 10 o'clock in the morning, I was at a divorce attorney. Change happens when you want it to change. Meanwhile, the voices of family and friends were saying, Lindy, you shouldn't be getting a divorce. I'm like, you don't live behind my doors. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know that I ran away from him in Alabama and came back to Florida. You don't know. It was my choice to go back because he cried. He said he was sorry. He said I didn't deserve how he treated me. He's going to change. And I bought into it. It was all BS. And over time, I had to make a decision of is this where I want to be? And the answer was no. So when it comes to family and friends, they may have an opinion, but doesn't everybody? It doesn't mean that you have to go and believe in their opinion. So with that, I got a divorce. I moved. I had a hard time. But as long as I could put a roof over my head, And I could put food on my table. And let me tell you, I ate stale crackers while my daughter had the chicken. I know what it's like to be broken, busted. Amen. And to be able just Mm -hmm. to survive. Mm -hmm. And as long as we realize, and I think the coronavirus Mm -hmm. has blessed us with making us realize that we don't need everything we have in life. Isn't that true? So true. Right. So true. You know, things you thought you couldn't live without. That's it's right. Like, it looks a lot different when you're locked in the house. That's right. And we learned it's like, hey, I that, don't need that. Um, we can do things that we never thought that we could. That was proven. That was proven. I believe that was God in the universe so saying, I am going to slow us down because no yeah. one's getting along. No one's communicating. And you guys have way too much. You've got you to gotta plant mm-hmm. a seed. And grow that plant and be able to eat from it. And that's what we did. Because many of our incomes were disrupted. So what did we do? We bought store brand crackers. Mm -hmm. Store brand peanut butter. 
Right. And we stayed according to a budget. Yeah. And we had just enough to survive. We were taught mm -hmm. that during the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. It was a blessing. There's a lot of blessings that came out of the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I believe so. The manifestation. Yeah, so I'm ready for this. So when Les Brown was speaking, I kept on saying, I want to meet him one day. I want to meet him one day. Oh, my God. I want to meet him one day. Bring you into the future. 33 years later, I'm in Florida. Mm -hmm. I'm taking care of my very abusive mother. She was in the hospital. And the night before she was being mm -hmm. discharged... On the computer, okay. it said, Les Brown, Deerfield Beach, Florida, three-day event. That's all I saw. I said, he's 30 minutes from me. And I was broken. I was very broken again. And I said, oh, my God. All right. So my plan was to go to the hospital, um, have my mother discharged. I hired a caretaker to come and spend time with her so I could go and see Les Brown again. It ended up, God of the universe again, works mm -hmm. for you. And when I got to the hospital, after a few hours of them running a little bit more testing on my mother, the doctor comes in and said, Lindy, I'm sorry, we're not going to have your mom come home today. There's something going on with her numbers. We're going to keep her all weekend. I was like, shut the front door. I looked up at God in the universe and I said, you have my back. <laughs> I looked at my mother and I said, mom. You are in the best place wow. for the best care that we could ask for. With that, I have to go and I need to go to be the best place mm -hmm. where I need to get taken care of right now. I need me back and I'm lost. I, I got in my car. I raced to the event. I get there and it started at eight o'clock. I got there at 1130. And I, you know, watched, looked at, looked at all of the, you know, the posters and mm -hmm. I followed them to his event. And I get there, there's a beautiful little blonde woman right there at the desk. And I said to her, hi, I said, my name is Lindy Eldridge and I want to be a part of this event. And I don't care what it takes. I don't, I would have mortgaged my home. I would have sold my car. I would have, I would have done anything. Right. And she looked at me, she says, Lindy, she said, I'm so sorry. This is a private event. The next event is in October. This was in July of 2017. And I looked at her, one tear came out of my eyes. I didn't mm -hmm. sob, but I was, I was definitely emotional. She looked at me and she goes, oh my God. And I said, no, 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 you don't understand. Mm -hmm. I was broken in 1986 and it was Les Brown whose words gave me the strength to become who I am today. And I'm broken again. There's a lot of things going on in my life. And when I found out that Les was gonna be here, I knew I needed to be here. I don't wanna wait till October. If there's any way that I could get in there, please. She said, Lindy, stand right here. Don't move. I said, okay. I looked up at God in the universe and I said, please, please, please. I have to meet him. I have to meet him. I want him to know who I am. I want him to know how much he helped me, even though he's heard it from millions of people around the world. Please, 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 please. And with that, I turned around and guess who was walking towards me? Mr. Les Brown himself. And I looked at him and I thought it was a, a, you know, a, a, an image, you know. And so I wiped my eyes. 
And it was him. There were no bodyguards. There was nobody. It was just less. And I walked over to him. And in 30 seconds, I shared with him who I was. I shared with him why I wanted to be a part of the event. And I give out red hearts all over the world. And I gave him a heart in his hand. And he looked at me. He Mm -hmm. said, Lindy. He said, I will never be without this heart and I will never forget you. And we are getting you into this event. I said, goodness gracious. So I get into the event. We have to be able to step up to our greatness. You do not have to be great to get started. You just have to start to be great. And I walked in and it was almost lunchtime. So I didn't want to try to find a seat and be disruptive. So I stood in the far corner. Les Brown was probably maybe 100, 200 feet from me sitting at a table before he was called up by his daughter, Ona, on stage. The gentleman who brought me into the room said, Lindy, come up, come up here. I want Mm -hmm. you to talk on Mm -hmm. stage. And all I know, and all I could say was, okay. That's the only word that kept on coming out of my mouth. Okay. So we go up to the stage. Ona looks at him and, you know, like shakes her head like after lunch. And so he looks at me and he goes, Lindy, after lunch, because they're breaking right now. I said, okay. I walked back to where I was. And then all of a sudden Ona goes, where's that lady that was just up here? And I raised my hand. She says, come here, come here. And I said, okay. And I got on stage and she said, talk. (laughs) I said, okay. And I shared with what I had to share in three minutes. And Les Brown stood up and I got a standing ovation. And I am now a co-brand partner with Les Brown. Les Brown, I am now a part of him. He knows me, not just in a crowd, but he knows me. He knows me. So well that in 2017, I also Amen. had the breast cancer. I'm breast cancer free. Praise God. And I wrote a book and it's called Squeeze My Tatas. Praise God. <laughs> You're only one mammogram away from knowing. And again, he is in <laughs> okay. that book. That's- so the day after my surgery, Les Brown calls wow. me. We can manifest as long as we never give up on our dream and it doesn't take, and it doesn't matter how long it takes something to be manifested. Never give up on your hopes, on your dreams and on your desires, because when the timing is right, it will happen, but we have to make it happen. I had to show up at that event. I had to be politely persistent to be able to get in that room. I had to believe that there was no matter what, and then to turn around and for the man to be walking Mm -hmm. towards me. Mm -hmm. So we can manifest, we can't give up on our dreams. We can't give up on who we wanna be and what we wanna do. It doesn't matter how long it's gonna Mm -hmm. take. Work on yourself every moment of every day and don't look back, Mm -hmm. look forward. Use your past as your strength and live life on purpose. Mm-hmm. I love that. And, you know, I love that mm-hmm. whole thing, like, um, talk to the audience about being vulnerable. Because at that time, you're there, the lady says October, and, you know, 
that point where you made a choice, you know, you had to be vulnerable, talk to somebody who's there, you know, they are there and they're just feeling like, you know, what are people going to think? And, you know, you don't know. the. Well, the other thing that I want to share with people is that we need to invest in ourselves. We are confused with what investing is and what spending is. Spending is Walmart. Spending is when you're in the mall and you see something at the kiosk. Spending is whether you have a bad habit of smoking or drinking. That's spending. Investing in yourself is pouring into yourself positivity of where Mm -hmm. you want to be in life. When I showed up, I spent $10,000 at that event. And I have to tell you, I didn't have $10,000, but I had a few credit cards. And I said to the lady, I don't even know how much are on these cards, but we're going to start with this Mm -hmm. one. Go ahead and try this amount. Go ahead and try this amount and put this one on that credit card. I was willing to go into Mm -hmm. debt because I knew that this was an investment that would change Mm -hmm. my life for the better best. And I gave up going to Walmart that day. Mm -hmm. Right? I gave up on wanting to go to a concert. I gave (laughs) up on wanting to go out to dinner with my friends. If I was going Mm -hmm. dancing, I had water. If they would chug Mm -hmm. the water, I had water in my car. And I would go out to my car, I would chug the water, and I would Mm -hmm. go back in, and I would get back on the dance floor. We have to prioritize ourselves because if you're good, then everybody else is good around you. And if they're not good around you, then those are not your people that you should be around. People should be celebrating each other. And that's where it brought me today. Thank God I never gave up on myself. I didn't give up on the happiness jungle when it was trying to be taken away from me. You cannot stop a man or woman that will not quit. Mm-hmm. And that's what my good friend Michael Hughes. Amen. You know, so you have to pour into yourself uh, personal development. If you don't believe in yourself, like I didn't believe in myself, you have to pour into yourself mm-hmm. with the mentors out there that resonate with you, that you enjoy listening to, that could help you get to where you want to be. I have a YouTube channel, Happiness Jungle. And that's where I go now for a lot of, because let's face it, we're human beings. Mm-hmm. There are days that I don't feel as as joyful as I feel that I, I should be. So I turn on YouTube and I go to different mentors and I listen to them, which puts me back mm-hmm. being grounded of where I need to be mentally and my day changes. Because I chose it to change. Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. I love that. And so what are some things that you actively do daily, you know, to keep you in that space? Because, you know, this definitely is a practice. And like you said, it's a choice. And you'll notice that, like you said, you'll notice you may be in the company of some people that don't resonate with that. So this might be a thing where you're not dealing with the masses. You have a select few, an inner circle, oh, so to speak, that understand. So from the time so that I wake up, I open my eyes, I stretch, I thank God for another day, and I turn on music, mm-hmm. not the news. 
I turn on the music and mm-hmm. I start to feel the beat of joy. Mm-hmm. I take a shower. I put on my makeup. Even if I don't have anywhere to go, mm-hmm. I have to do this for me. Get dressed for you. I go about my day. I have a to-do list just mm-hmm. like everybody else does. And I try to accomplish everything that's on it. Most of the time, it's pretty impossible because things go on in your day. So if something disrupts your to-do list, then you need to take care of that, Mm -hmm. whatever that is. And once you have done everything that you could do for that subject and it's out of your control, you need to let it go. And when it comes back, then then you know exactly the next step that you need to do. At night, Mm -hmm. Lachelle, when I get ready for bed and I'm in bed, instead of worrying about the things that I did not complete, I applaud and celebrate myself for the things that I did that day. Because when you go to sleep with celebrating yourself for the things that you accomplished, it may only be one thing. It may have just been taking out the trash. It doesn't matter. Accomplishments That's what you should be celebrating before you Mm -hmm. close your eyes because then you will have a peaceful sleep and you will wake up in the morning feeling more refreshed. Mm. You know, during the the breast cancer, three weeks into radiation, I got a divorce, my second divorce, three weeks into radiation. And the first thing that I had to do was to give my my second former husband, I can't stand that I have to say that I was married twice, but. I was, and uh, but I had to forgive him for his weaknesses. I couldn't hold on to the anger or being upset and fig- trying to figure out why wasn't he with me? Why couldn't he go through this with me when he kept on saying he didn't want a divorce? The bottom line is that if somebody doesn't want to be with you, whatever their reason is, you need to forgive them for their weaknesses and figure out how to move on. So with that being said, live life on purpose. I got a body pillow Mm -hmm. that now I have created. It's called the Happiness Jungle Emotional Support Body Pillow that I sleep with every single night. And it hugs me so Mm -hmm. I'm not missing that comfort and that hug. I speak about it on all the stages that I'm at. I wrote about it in my book. And people kept saying, I want a pillow. Where's the pillow? And I had to produce the pillow. So Mm -hmm. today, the Happiness Jungle Emotional Support Pillow is out there helping people of all different Mm -hmm. uh, ages, from the very young to the very old, whether it's a man, a woman, whether they have health challenges. I'm Mm -hmm. thinking to myself, live life on purpose. So with that being said, (laughs) Lachelle, I called up my former husband and I said, I have to thank you for the divorce. He goes, what? And I said, I have to thank you because if you came back to New Hampshire with me, you would have been hugging me every night. And I never would have created this that has helped so many people around the world. So thank you. Uh And I share these little stories about my life because I understand what it's like Uh to be depressed, to be down, to feel less of, to have somebody mm-hmm. try to steal your thunder, you have to stand up with our shoulders back and say, I am responsible mm-hmm. for where I'm going. 
And if you don't fit into it, then that's okay. That means that you're a part of my past and what did I learn from it? And you take the lesson, not the poison. Amen. Right. Now that's a good yep. thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Lesson and not the poison. That's good. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, this is it. This has been great. I mean, so I have pages of notes over here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. So um, I am just really surreal to have had this conversation. I mean, I just love your insight. Well, you it's know, because email we're so filled with so much junk email, the, the best to get a hold way to do it is go to Facebook and go ahead and subscribe to the Happiness mm-hmm. Jungle fan page. Okay. And and you could also like me on, on Facebook, but private message me okay. on Facebook. You could also go to the website, happinessjungle.com, and you could go to get in touch with me, and I get those. So I watch those Mm because I get a lot of those. So I'm very, you know, crystal clear. I have my assistants that watch for that. And, um, you know, just be connected to me. Be connected to positivity. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Happiness Jungle. Instagram, Happiness Jungle. I am not hiding. I am just traveling to come to the stages of where you are mm-hmm. so you could invest in yourself so I could help you become the better best of you. Love that. Well, I have just definitely felt the happiness and the good vibes and energy. I love it. And I want to thank you so much for your time and looking forward to having you come back. You are such a a gift, such a present, such a a strong, a strong woman who I feel blessed, honored and humbled to have been invited on your show. Thank you. Oh. Don't let well, other people's so much. words what get in the way of the path like of who you want everybody. to be and start now. Awesome. Thank you. Great you too, you. my friend. You well, too. I appreciate you. Again, and to your audience and, out there, uh, you you're safe, way okay? more than enough. Way more than enough. Way more than enough. Yes. All right. Way more. You too. Thank you, Michelle. All right. Thank you for joining me on this episode. I really enjoy providing content that inspires and challenges us to be a better version of ourselves. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, please email me at info at lachelleadkins.com. You can also reach out to me on Facebook. LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, or my YouTube channel. If there was something in this episode that resonated with you, it it probably will resonate with someone else. So please share it. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. But those aha moments, those moments of really getting something and changing your perspective are very, very pivotal and having people um, change the trajectory of their lives. 
And so being able to share insightful information so that other people can grow is the easiest thing that we can do as we pay it forward. So again, I want to thank you all for listening. And if you have time, write out a review. Go to iTunes, Anchor, uh, wherever you can um, find this podcast on any of those platforms and write a review about um, what impact this episode uh, had on you, what you learned or whatever. Um, Any feedback is great because it just helps me to understand what content is really beneficial for those that are listening. So again, I want to thank you all for your support and taking the time to spend some time with me and my guests. And I wish you a wonderful day. Thanks for listening.